Let me ask you something. Do you know how much money your father's company pays for a picture of a child killed by a creature? $50,000. Do you know how much money I get paid for a picture of a happy child? Nothing. Do you know where that puts me? Photographing tragedy. Monsters is up next on Rediscovered Movies. Hello, my name is Namfanella Malloy. I am your host of Rediscovered Movies, where overlooked movies, whether mainstream, independent, or somewhere in between, are discussed to be rediscovered for your viewing pleasure. Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Rediscovered Movies. I'm your host, Namfanella Malloy. And the film that I will be talking about is Monsters. Monsters is a 2010 sci-fi horror film that's written and directed by Gareth Edwards, who is known for doing the 2014 film Godzilla and Rogue One. The film stars Scoot McNary and Whitney Abel. Here is the synopsis. Six years after the crash of a NASA space probe, a large area between Mexico and the U.S. is under quarantine, while Mexican and American military forces fight a losing battle with the giant creatures who now live there. While covering the conflict, a photojournalist, played by Scoot McNary, gets uncomfortably close to the action when he escorts his boss's daughter, played by Whitney Abel, through the zone to the U.S. border. The film has a... 73% critic score a Rotten Tomatoes, so here's what they have to say through the consensus. It doesn't quite live up to its intriguing premise, but Monsters is a surprising blend of alien invasion troops, political themes, and relationship drama. Audience, however, gave it 53%. With the $500,000 budget, the film made during its theatrical run over $5 million worldwide. And it was released in theaters on October 29, 2010, limited, expanding as weeks went on. So the film is available to stream on Amazon Prime and on Video On Demand, so check your local listings. First discoveries. So I first learned about this movie after seeing a movie called Killing Them Softly back in 2012 in theaters at the time, which featured Scoot McNary. So I thought he did a good job with that movie, so I decided to do some research on what films he has done up to that point. And he has done mainly, like, commercials, like, TV, and a lot of indie projects. And I didn't watch this film at the time, but when I was researching on films to cover for this season, this film came up because I was looking for, you know, underrated sci-fi films, which this movie was on, on the list. And yeah, during first watch, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie because it was, yes, it's low budget, but at the same time, it's not one of those sci-fi movies where it's all about spectacle, which you see a lot with current sci-fi films. So I loved how it was, you know, very like grounded, like it was gritty at times. And 
yeah, honestly, it wasn't what I expected just based on the title and the premise alone. Because, yes, it does have, like, monsters, but really it's more focused, like, on, you could say, like, the aftermath, like, of the, of the monsters, um, in that world, and also, too, like, the journey of our main characters and what they have to go through to, you know, get to the U.S. So I loved how it has, like, a documentary-like feel to it with, like, the cinematography and the found footage format, like, most notably, like, during the opening sequence. So, I, yeah, also, too, I liked how it's very, like, character-driven because, like I said, with, with, with this genre, that tends to be lost as they wanted to, as they want to focus more on, like, action sequences. So, yeah, like, I thought, like, Gareth Edwards, he did amazing job with this movie. Let's start with highlights. The performances from our two leads were fantastic. So, with Scoot McNary's character, Andrew, so he um, is essentially photographing all, like, the like, the aftermaths of, like, the alien attacks, like, for money, because that's what sells, unfortunately. But he also has this subplot where he contacts his son, Tommy, to wish him happy birthday, but he reveals that Tommy doesn't know that he is his father, because with his ex decided to tell Tommy, you know, that he's not the father for unknown reasons. But we see, like, he has some struggles because he does some drinking when he is in Mexico with Sam and he sleeps with um, a woman where which makes Sam jealous. But with, with that, like, when, after when that happened... The woman that apparently stole the passports, which creates conflict as they needed to travel. But Sam, she decides to pawn off her engagement ring um, in order to get across the border. And... So yeah, like, obviously, like, Scoot McNair, he does a, a good job with his character arc. Uh, with Sam, like, I feel like with her character, it's, it's, it's kind of easy for it to go over the top because she is the boss's daughter who is, let, let's just say, he, like, he's rich, but... But yeah, she's kind of like grounded, I guess, in this movie because we see clearly that with her conversations, the father is very like controlling and she seems to not love her fiance. So with her character type, it's easy to go like left, but but I like how with the with the writing and with the acting, it, it doesn't go that way. 
and clearly we see like they have good chemistry and as they are the only actors in the film because if if the chemistry wasn't there then the film would not have worked and i liked like with the when they have their kiss like towards the end of the movie like it, it felt strong obviously with with their bond Another highlight is the opening sequence. So it has like this uh, scroll of the text to let the audience know like the backstory of of the film where the aliens essentially they they arrive like 6 years ago and are pretty much here to stay. So we see like a night vision um lens like with the soldiers you know en route and then the monsters they do a surprise attack so at first watch i didn't recognize andrew and sam at that point but then when i rewatched it like it yeah they were they were there which i was i was kind of sad though like because we see like sam like she might be either severely injured or she dies question mark as andrew he calls for help so the first watch like i feel like you know you don't really care like for like who are these people and like why are their monsters attacking but but as like um you do repeat viewings i think you'll feel like that like sympathy towards those characters after what they've been through. So I thought that was an interesting choice to have like the I guess the end of the movie at the beginning. But I guess like with this choice, like he wanted to establish, you know, that the monsters are not here to play and like this stuff really it happens. So also to what I liked about this movie is the aftermath of those alien attacks. Like, they're quite emotional because at different points of the film, like, you see, like, you know, it's kind of like a wasteland, like, kind of in a way, like, post-apocalyptic because you see barely any people there or, like, bodies are kind of, like, everywhere, like, as they travel because at one point he covers like a, Andrew covers a little girl's body with a jacket and yeah like it's kind of like sad like to watch but I guess like really at the same time because the aliens have been there for quite some time there is like you know a sense of normalcy like there's a, a moment in the film where they are where Andrew and Sam are in the cab and like and, like, the cab driver pretty much said, like, oh, this is normal for the, you know, the aliens to be there and, and all the chaos that, you know, it, it brings at that point. Also, to another highlight, um, like, with Andrew, he is a photographer. So he kind of, like, um, is, like, a war photographer in a way because he, you know, takes pictures of, like, the aftermath and all that stuff. Because there's a, a moment where, like... A, a montage where he takes photos of the kids like wearing like the gas mask 
which really is is kind of like sad to watch because as it's like you know their reality but it does bring up like a point that he says that tragedy sells because they do i guess would make like the audience kind of like learn more about the situation or create some sort of like empathy or or sympathy towards the subject so because it also like yeah like it brings awareness to that you know subject matter then but like with like the happy photos i guess people could care less about those which really does ring true to what happens today unfortunately but it is what it is um the film also has a i would say like a a commentary on like immigration because as like the film primarily takes like takes place in mexico um because we see like you know people they are trying to like leave the country and when they were at the ferry station there was a sign that that read passage to america tickets no passport no visa so like it shows that you know people they have to pay a lot of money just to cross the border which really kind of brings up this notion like will that happen in real life because obviously like with the immigration situation in in the u.s and mexico it's a bit like yeah complex because we see like you know like with of citizens of mexico like they're trying to flee country because because of you know various situations honestly yeah like it's really a complicated situation with, with immigration and stuff but i guess with this movie like it kind of like eliminates those factors where you just essentially pay money without you know having to deal with the risk um unlike with today where like it I'm sure they people pay lots of money to cross the border, but really that's really not enough for safe passage. Also to another highlight is the the visuals of the aliens themselves. So they kind of have like this octopus type look with all like their little like with the tentacles and their and the head shape because we see them like more closely like at the gas station sequence because so they they kind of light up which is uh interesting because you see there's two of them and they look like they're they're mating and they're glowing up which is which is kind of fascinating to see but at the same time kind of scary and they seem to be attracted to light and sound there's this scene where they are traveling with the guards and they are ambushed like by the aliens so andrew he quickly turns off the lights from the truck which um kind of prevents the alien from attacking them but like everyone else ends up getting killed and i believe i think that's what i have for for highlights but oh yeah also too like like the like the concept like 
where they want to I guess focus more on like the like the characters and what they have to do to you know get to safe passage is interesting because I bet though if this was made by like a big budget studio it would be more I would say action based but I like how like I've mentioned which I'll probably mention numerous times that it is very grounded with the storytelling so in terms of low lights really what I have is the purpose of the aliens so it's not really clear on why they're here like do they want to take over earth eventually or do they want to learn more about earth i think many would assume like the former because you see a lot of these alien type movies they want to you know take over the planet and all that stuff and cause con cause destruction and and so forth but if we see like in the gas chasing sequence like i f i think like you see like they're they're mating but they don't really cause like a certain like threat at that point so yeah which also leaves also to makes you wonder like why are certain parts of of us and back so why are they infected like why like why are they staying in, in one particular place where they could roam about anywhere else that that part was unclear but i imagine though like they're trying to spread around but staying in certain parts were questionable and one could argue that even though like it has like a short running time the pacing is a bit slow because there's not a lot of like action scenes or, or fast like pace scenes but but like i've said though like even though like like with those moments with the monsters like it really does hit you like it's very like thrilling and stuff but but but, but the director wants wanted to be more like low-key character driven but just happens to be a sci-fi horror film on to trivia so let's start with our leads scoop mcnary and winnie abel so as i mentioned they have amazing chemistry but what you may not know is that they were a couple they eventually got married they had two kids but they later divorced so i'm not sure if they were a couple during production of this movie or if it happened before or afterwards but yeah clearly like you know we could see that bond on screen so the film apparently was shot opportunistically with little to no outline of the scenes in their direction so Apparently the actors, they were given a general outline of the scenes and they simply interacted with one another and the other cast members, all of whom are not actors. So that really was like an interesting choice because I imagine for majority of uh, productions, like they would want to have like a script, especially like, you know, 
if it's like a like a genre film so that they could know the beats and all that stuff for for the scene but i guess really he want the director wanted you know to have a more like organic feel like with with the actors and the and the particular scenes so yeah that was like a interesting choice but it worked the film was shot entirely on location which is notable because apparently the scenes like the settings featured were real locations um apparently they were often used without advanced permission and the extras apparently were people who just happened to be there at the time so clearly the director was taking like a risk in terms of you know lack of permission but i think really like the end game for 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 this movie he wanted to make it more like realistic to show like what could like happen if if this sort of thing were to happen so clearly yeah that worked in his favor but in terms of the risk that he took in terms of using non like actors and real settings i don't think that would fly today especially like for the for the big studios but kudos to the director for taking those risks so Gareth Edwards he conceived the idea for the film after seeing fishermen attempt to bring a creature in with a net and imagining a monster inside interesting so this movie has some awards and nominations so most notably it got nominated for a BAFTA for outstanding debut by a British writer, director, or producer. And it won a Saturn Award for Best International Film. Yeah, this film premiered at the South by Southwest Festival. And yeah, like clearly like, you know, the film seemed to do well for its budget at the time. And I'm not I wonder though like if the film came out today would it have got the same reception? I don't know because because it's a very small budget I feel like it would do well like on a streamer like Netflix. But in terms of theaters I am not sure about that one. I mean sure it could do well modestly but I'm not sure it would have done as well just as it did when it came out back in 2010. So with the success of the first film, it it spawned off a sequel called Monsters Dark Continent, which uh, Gareth he executive produced. But apparently that one has negative reviews as it removed all of the character stuff, all of the groundness of the first film and made it more action oriented. I have not seen the the sequel, but I saw the trailer and it did not particularly interest me. So I don't really plan to see it anytime soon. 
So lastly, I, I, I end the pod with this question. Why should this movie be rediscovered? Well, this movie is very grounded for a genre. It doesn't rely on spectacle, which is refreshing to see. It's obviously more character-driven, and it took a lot of risk both on screen and off screen. And the direction and the writing and the performances were awesome. And I guess really it allows the audience to debate whether like the aliens are they villains or are they like the good guys? I mean, you could argue, yes, they're villains because they attack people. But at the same time, do they want to take over the planet or do they just want to, you know, hang out? I mean, that's for the audience to interpret, but I guess you could say they are more as villains, but are they? Because sure, with the title, it suggests the monsters are the aliens, but maybe, like, the people are monsters because we see like in the film they like they overcharge a lot of money for people to travel you know to where they need to go and we see how like you know people are are, are treated at that point and what they do to survive so Maybe the title could suggest that, you know, the monsters are not just the aliens, but they are the people themselves. That is up to you to decide. That is a wrap on this episode of the podcast. You can submit questions, comments, and suggestions by email, which is rediscoveredmovies at gmail.com. Those will be read along with a recap of the season, which will air after the season finale. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at rdmoviespod for updates. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.